You found us! Welcome to Going Against the Flow podcast, where you and your middle schooler can dive into discussing relevant topics together with us crazies. Yeah, we are in this world, but not of it. You'll be able to tell. (laughs) Bringing a bit of clarity to situations we face today by turning to what the Bible teaches. Here we go! We made it. This is our second episode ever of Against the Flow with your host. I'm still Rachel and this is still Kyla. All right, fun facts. Here we go. A slug has more teeth than a shark. Really? Yep. I've never looked into a slug's mouth. (laughs) More teeth, but sharks have so many teeth. And a slug has more. Okay, fun fact number two. You can buy a tiny leopard print bikini for your dog. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Not really. (laughs) A developing human heart first resembles a fish heart, then a frog's, then a snake's, and finally a human's. Wow. What say the human heart first resembles, what's the first animal? Um, A fish. A fish heart? Then a frog. Fish like us, we're going against the flow. Fishes of men. Then First, we have, we actually have a heart that looks like a fish frog, which is amazing. <laughs> a fish heart, then what? A frog's. Grib it, grib it. Then a snake's. A snake heart goes from a fish to a frog to a snake. Yep. Yeah? And then a human's. Wow. So, like, metaphorically speaking, let's, let's think deeply about this. First of all, When we're babies, we have a fish heart. So God is saying, you were born to go against the flow, (laughs) (laughs) being fishes of men. Then it's frog. What do you think is that? What's the meaning of having a frog heart? We can jump. Grip it, grip it. Jump for the glory (laughs) of God. Yeah. Third is snake. Snake. So the Garden of Eden. Sleep. Yeah, like a slither on the ground. The Garden of Eden had a snake, represented deception. That's not good. Not good. But your heart, your heart can deceive. If you follow the desires of your heart, instead of following what the Lord says, you can be led into deception. Mm. So you want to be a fish. Wait, but isn't God in your heart? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Stop. (laughs) <laughs> meaning like that your heart like your soul like oh i follow what my heart leads me to but yes god is the center of your heart <laughs> that's a different kind of heart <laughs> <laughs> so we have two hearts hold on fish frog snake what's after snake human 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 heart and then we have a human heart. So our human heart is made up of fishes and snakes <laughs> and frogs. Ribbit. All of those things. Thank you. Lovely. Fun fact. Love it. Today, our topic is 
Manners. 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 M-A-N-N-E-R-S. Manners. I really wanted to cover this today. I love manners. I love for what they stand for. There's a lot that goes a lot that goes deeper than just on the surface of just manners and being polite and having respect. There's a big picture to what manners represent. Question, Question time. time. <laughs> Question time. Jumping in straight away. Kyla, tell me some manners and why it's important to use them. Things Please that, and thank you. Please and thank you. Why do we say please and thank you? So we're not rude. So we're not rude. It shows consideration for people. You say please. You're not being demanding. Saying give me that Twix. <laughs> give me that. <laughs> give me those potatoes. <laughs> say please. Can I have those potatoes? Please pass the potatoes. Thank you. Opening presents at Christmas time. You open them. <laughs> thank you. Then you say thank you. It's something we have to train our children to do. One child in particular in our household <laughs> has a hard time remembering to just simply say thank you. Yes. Very important. People spend a lot of time looking for these presents, doing things for others. So it's important to value the time and to say thank you. There's also two types of people in the world. Those who write thank you notes. <laughs> and those who don't write thank you notes. Do we write thank you notes? Sometimes. We try. I think it's very important. It's so nice to receive a handwritten note in the mail from someone who's taken the time to actually say thank you for thinking of me and sending me this. And like your godmother, she sends you gifts all the time and special thoughtful things. And I tell you, take the time to write a thank you note with your hand, <laughs> practicing your handwriting. We don't do that anymore. Writing the address on her envelope and putting a stamp, learning how <laughs> to write. These things are awesome. They're so much more valuable and special than just sending a text or an email or, I mean, that's better than nothing though. Okay, another sign of having manners. What do you think? <laughs> Bowing and curtsying. <laughs> yes. Bowing. <laughs> we do that all the time, don't we? <laughs> we do. <laughs> Bow and curtsy. Kyla was uh, exploring curtsying the other day because for her piano recital, the piano teacher said that at the end of her performance, she needs to curtsy. So I was teaching her how to curtsy yeah. and she was kind of confusing the bow and the curtsy and all that together. But anyway, originally curtsy comes from the word courtesy and that means to show respect. Men would bow when a man and a woman in the olden days would meet each other. The man would bow and then the, the lady would curtsy all gracefully just to show nice to meet you. This is wonderful. What do you think shaking hands is all about? Nice to meet you. <laughs> yes they're nice to me and you shake their hand you're making eye contact you're shaking the hand you're greeting one another we're teaching my one-year-old son right now he's actually learning how to shake hands I thought it was adorable we went to the doctor's office um before covid and there was a little two-year-old he was this little indian boy adorable so petite and he was walking around shaking everybody's <laughs> hand <laughs> so, so, so sweet i'm definitely going to teach my son how to shake people's hands think of another thing that shows manners talking like making conversation yes making conversation so you make small talk with somebody someone asks you a question and then you respond and then 
you don't just respond like, hello, how are you? And you say, fine. Then you say another question. How are you? How are you? Making conversation. We actually have to teach these things to our kids' parents. We have to teach them how to make small talk. Um, It's like a tennis match. When somebody in tennis, they serve you the ball, they're giving you the question, and then what do you do? Do you catch the ball and hold it? <laughs> in a tennis Throw match, what happens? You hit it back. You're, you receive the ball and then you hit it back with another question in response. So, um, for example, when <sighs> Kyla was three and a half years old, she went to, um, we actually went to this little camp and we spent the day there as a day camp. And this older lady said to Kyla, wow, I love your hair. Did your mom do your hair? And she said, yes. Who did your hair? <laughs> I thought it was so funny. But it asks, when you ask questions, it shows your interest in others. People don't always remember the things you say to them, but they always remember how they were treated by you. So it's always important to... Um, be aware of how you make people feel. Another way to show your manners is to say, excuse me, like when you're trying to talk to somebody, interject, or when they're in your way. One thing that Kyla likes to do when I'm doing the dishes is she'll bump me out of the way <laughs> and then say, excuse me, while she's doing it. And I say, you don't, that's not how manners work. You don't push me out of the way and say, excuse me, just to cover up the fact that you're pushing me out of the way. At least I said, excuse me. No, it's not. <laughs> it doesn't matter. And then I pummel her to the ground. I say, that is not how I teach you. Excuse me for jumping on your body and pummeling you to the ground. Do you like these manners? I'll show you. I will show you how to teach. Remember, parents you are the ones who are teaching your kids because the bible says proverbs 22 verse 6 train up a child in the way he should go and when he is old he will not deport from it <laughs> depart. depart you're spelling look at this <laughs> it's okay depart that's an a nope, that, that, anyway that's an what L. does this mean referring to what we we're just talking about and manners what does that what does that verse mean to you Proverbs 22, verse 6. Yeah. Um, you have to train up a child in the way he should go, in the way God wants him to be. Yeah. And um, when he's told, he will not deport from <laughs> Depart! Depart! <laughs> You're not deporting anything. Oi! Okay, get off okay. your phone. I'm sorry. Will you I'm believe texting. this? We're doing a podcast and she's texting <laughs> her friend. She just gave me a present. Mom is just saying stuff. You will not deport from anywhere. Depart. Okay. We have a couple more uh, manners here. Looking for opportunities to compliment others. And sharing makes others feel good. And you're being thoughtful of other people. Because the golden rule is... Do unto others as you will do unto them. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Jesus said, Jesus of Nazareth says it. Do unto others as you would want others done to you. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yes, basically putting others first. That is the root of all manners. Respect for one another. John thirteen thirty four. Read it slowly and clearly so you're not saying any words wrong. John 13, verse 34. Love one another as I have loved you, so you must love one another. 
by this everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Awesome. So at the core, we must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. So Jesus is saying other people around us, people in our school, people in our neighborhood, will know that we're Christians, not by the fact that we do good things and we choose to live a different way, not by the fact that we believe in miracles and even even that the fact that we believe that Jesus rose from the dead. It says that people will know that we're his disciples. How? By loving one another. By loving one another. Showing love. It's so simple and so beautiful. Manners is a way that we respect others and we show them love. Other uh, ways we can show manners. Holding doors. Saying after you. Offering the last cookie. Giving up your seat on a train or a bus, carrying groceries, offering a helping hand, and even smiling. It's really difficult right now. We've got these masks on. We can't smile, but we can smile with our eyes. Okay. (laughs) Okay, right. I'm going to tell you about one time, quite recently, Kyle has a friend and he's a boy and he's the sweetest boy. And we went out to a restaurant and had some dinner. and, And he's just a friend. He's just a really sweet friend. And we went out to eat, all of us. It was me, my husband, my brother, Kyla, and this friend. He's quite a lot shorter Uncle than Josh her too. Uncle did not go with us. Yeah, he was there. He wasn't. Yes. He like, comes up to her shoulder like most boys do in middle school. But anyway, it was, so cool. it was a really windy, cold evening. And we went into this restaurant and they had like a double door. So the wind made it really heavy. The doors were really heavy. But this friend of hers opened the door. Like he ran first to open the door for her and went in. And, he, you know, you'd see he was struggling. But he opened the door for all of us. And then the second set of doors, he opened that. He's all excited and we went in. And he's just so sweet. And then at, for the appetizers, the waitress came over and brought chips and salsa. And he took a chip out and he gave it to Kyla. He didn't offer them pasta. Mm-hmm. Be offered the chips. He's like, here, you want a chip first? Like he's just so considerate and so respectful, and that's showing kindness. So his parents are really doing a really, really good job of raising him and teaching him how to be polite. There's also polite phone protocol. This item honestly could have its own list. Turn off your phone during meals, movies, classes, conversations including texting. When you're with other people, you need to give your 100% full attention. And this generation now, they literally get on their phones and they are just consumed with phones. It's like you're not even interacting with each other. You're just, you're even texting each other from your phone when you're in the same room. (laughs) Bottom line, give 100% attention to people you're physically with. Parents, we need to be the example, especially in this situation. Another thing um, we really try to instill in our kids is teaching them to serve guests when they come into our home first of all parents invite other people into your house for dinner that this is a forgotten pastime actually having people over for dinner being hospitable welcoming them in and planning meals cooking together sharing food and then it gives the kids an opportunity to be hospitable so of any age they can open the door what do what do you kids do when we have friends over play with them when they come in the door, taser coats. Yeah, you say hello. You greet them. Take their coats. Hide their coats. 
put hang <laughs> them up. We never know where they are, where they put them. People, people are always like, oh, where are our coats? They hang their coats up. Just little things like this. No matter their age, we can practice manners. An ideal time to practice manners is at family meal times. Meal times are really important. Demonstrate and model. Listen to people. No interrupting. We take turns talking talking about our days what we actually do as a family is we go around and we say two good things that happened today and one bad thing and then at the end of it we ask each person okay rain what were two things that kyla said dad what were two things that mom said and so we're all listening to each other so that we're paying attention these are all things about being courteous please pass the ketchup instead of reaching over and grabbing the ketchup. Mum, can I pour you a glass of water? They thank me all the time for making dinner. I feel valued. I feel special. The family unit is the most important place, an important venue to learn social graces and family mealtimes are an excellent opportunity. Kyla, what are some bad manners? <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, police. What are some bad manners? There's a lot. Go ahead. <laughs> bad manners. Being rude. Yeah. Like what mom said. Give me the ketchup. Yeah. Give me the potatoes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Bad manners. You get the point. Okay. We're going to move on to what the <laughs> professional says. Sing with me. <laughs> what the professional says. What the professional says. Here we go. Karen Santorum from the book Everyday Graces is a professional mother of seven. I'm also a professional mother. She wrote a spectacular book called Everyday Graces, which I've just started reading. And this book was written to take a stand against the decline in civility by helping instill good manners in our children. Politeness is not a robe for special occasions. What do you think that means? It's not like you, ju- you don't use it just because your grandma came. Because <laughs> <laughs> we have a grandma robe. That's right. You <laughs> don't use manners just because your grandma's. A truly polite person strives to practice acts of kindness at all times, in all situations, and with sincerity. She knows that the little acts of kindness, the warm smile, the sympathetic word and the good deed are just as important as the big ones. Even when she differs in opinion from others, her words and actions are gracious and disciplined. We want our children to be successful in everything they do, but our most important goal should be that they become courteous, curtsy, honest, no lies, unselfish (laughs) and well-behaved persons. For many parents, the thought of teaching children manners is daunting, especially when added to the other responsibilities of parenthood. But in reality, parents teach manners all the time when we instruct our children on how to eat and dress, speak with one another, play with siblings and friends and treat their parents, the elderly and the sick and needy. We are teaching manners and there is no place on earth more important than the home for accomplishing this. Good manners elevate and strengthen every aspect of family life, worship, the workplace and even government. Okay, listen to this, Kyla. There is a strong correlation between politeness and success. Politeness makes a person more likable and respected. In the professional world, good manners are a leading qualification. The lawyer will win arguments in front of the jury with her gentility. The contractor will gain clients through his courteous behavior. 
The doctor will win her patient's trust with her polite bedside manner, and a business will thrive because of the amicability practiced by its employees. Our most effective teaching tool is our own behavior, how we ourselves live and treat others. When virtue is manifest in us, we plant the seeds of love and good manners in our children's hearts. The examples we set for our children are profoundly important for their moral formation. Our children do not need to know that we are perfect because none of us are. Rather, they simply need to know that we too are trying to live decent and respectable lives, treating others by the golden rule. What is it? Do unto others as you would have them do to you. Say again. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. That's the golden rule. Hypothetical situation. All right, here's the hypothetical hypothetical situation (laughs) listen your 12 year old daughter starts talking back you know this is typical for her age and when she does it at home you just ignore it but now she is talking back to you when you're out together shopping or visiting friends and family it's embarrassing but you're afraid if you call her out on it she will be even ruder and you'll both look bad how can you deal with public disrespect from your tween I want to hear from you first, Kyla. What would you do as a parent? As a parent, if my daughter was talking back to me, what yeah. would I do? Yeah. Yell at her. <laughs> you would yell at her? And pummel her to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Are you telling me that this is from learning from your example? <laughs> yes. This has never happened, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. The key <laughs> phrase in this hypothetical situation, it says... When she does it at home, you ignore it. Why do you ignore it? Big mistake. You need to nip it in the bud at home, first and foremost. As we've established, the home and family unit is the most important place to teach your kids manners and respect. Unfortunately, as a culture, we've accepted the assumption that tweens and teens all talk back and it's reinforced with TV shows and sitcoms with these all-knowing tweens. How many TV shows do you watch, Kyla, with these kids that just talk on yap all the time and i'm like okay we're not watching that they think they know everything yeah not really any anymore. yeah not anymore yeah. we she used to watch them and i was like what you are not gonna act like this this is unacceptable acceptable <laughs> and so you're not gonna watch these dumb kids acting like they know everything and their parents are buffoons that's not what we do we don't allow that in our house In order to establish independence and assert more control over their lives, this is what professionals say that that's why they talk back because they're trying to be more independent. They're trying to control their situations. Well, in our house, we go against the flow. As children grow and become more independent, the process of individuation, professionals call it, it's a fancy word for growing up, (laughs) Ought to reveal greater maturity, the ability to focus attention outwardly and the capacity to control emotions and cope with challenges. So as parents, we need to be fully aware that this process is taking place and emotionally, you know, we need to be emotionally prepared to face the collision of hormones and need for independence without stepping aside and tolerating rudeness and disrespect. If we let our kids know that we have higher expectations for their behavior even during their hormonally charged adolescent years, we send the message, I understand you're growing and trying to figure things out, but I have confidence that you can behave in a way that I find acceptable and you can be proud of. 
So we need to establish that boundary, first of all. If people have the standard of rude is normal, that is unacceptable. Yeah. To, to just say, okay, our tween is going to be rude and that's just what I have to live with. No, that's unacceptable. And you, we just have to communicate that to our child. How do we say it? I can simply say, Kyla, Stop. rude. <laughs> no, rude is not normal. It's just rude. Declare, <laughs> declare that you and your child are not going to settle for less than the best that you can be and make a pact to treat each other with mutual respect. So Kyla, I love you. I'm going to respect you. I want you to feel free to communicate when you want to have more independence or freedom to do things, when you feel like you're being restricted for no reason. I want you to be able to have a respectful conversation with me. I want to be able to hear your point of view, but we don't need to do it in a nasty way of slamming doors, yelling, I hate you, talking back, screaming. Those behaviors indicate immaturity and that you're not really ready for more freedom and privileges. Do you understand that? Yeah. I'm going to commit to also not yelling at you when I'm frustrated mm. I'm gonna kind of breathe through it and even we pray we come together and pray and ask the Holy Spirit to help us I know that you're gonna need more freedom and more independence and I want you to feel free to be able to express that stuff without being angry you know what I mean mm -hmm. so it's really establishing guidelines and boundaries creating a safe space because as parents, we can optimistically believe that we can chart a different course and go against the flow, right? Yeah. What do you think about this? When you get mad, do you feel like you can't express what you're feeling or do you have to express it in an angry way? <laughs> I'm sorry. I was just thinking. <laughs> like what? <laughs> I, I feel like no one understands me, but only the dogs. <laughs> <laughs> only the dogs uh, okay how why do you think they understand you because they don't talk <laughs> <laughs> and their eyes are smiling yes. <laughs> well what about what about me <laughs> you don't feel like i understand you no you understand me like most of the time <laughs> when can you think of a time i didn't understand you I don't. I can't. Hmm. I can't either. It's never happened, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Well, we just want to say, everybody out there, this has been our second episode. It's been really fun journeying through this with you. I hope that you're, you know, understanding where we're at. We're at the same, on the same path of life. We hope to just make this connection with you. We've got a website going and we're going to have a forum and maybe a bit of ch chat and connect and hear things that you want to talk about, hear frustrations you've experienced and we can touch on that stuff and learn from each other. So thank you for welcoming us into your home, into your car, into your brains and ears today. There's my manners. Thank you. Why don't you say thank you? Thank you. Louder than a mouse. Thank you. Thank you for listening. We really do appreciate you. And uh, we're looking forward to the next episode. Adios.
Go against the flow. We'd be so grateful if you could share us with all the families you know who have middle school kids. We all need support and will benefit from Christ-centered teachings. We also have a Facebook page for us parents to connect. Search Going Against the Flow Podcast. We want to be able to encourage one another, ask questions and pray for one another. You can also let us know of some more topics you'd like us to cover. Finally, we have a website with some Going Against the Flow apparel that not only looks cool but helps support us so we can keep making relevant and fun Christ-centered podcasts. www.goingagainsttheflow.com So join our community that doesn't follow society but stands for truth. There's a lot of us out there. We just need to find one another. We'll go.